Hey, this is John Dawson of Patio Daddy Barbecue in Boise, Idaho, and I've got it locked on the 50,000 gigawatt blowtorch of the internet that is Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how you want? <laughs> We have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet before wiener. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. And just like that, we are into the second hour. You are watching the Barbecue Central Show. And if you're getting in a podcast, you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show, where we only cover the highest aligned items of importance in the barbecue and grilling industry, or as we call it, the live fire. I was having a meeting with a couple guys, high-level top men in the industry. Boing. And I... I didn't put myself fully out there because you know me. I love to live in the world of contradiction and hypocrisy. I might have said, hey, I'm pretty sure I'm the one that has made the term live fire and vogue over these last eight years, nine years, ten years. That's my term. I'm the one that says it all the time. A lot of people go, what does that even mean, live fire? Oh, that's a term I started. You did? Yes, it is. Okay, well, they're very impressed with that. By the way, this show originating from... Palm City, USA, Cleveland. Still to come on the show this evening, the Embedded Correspondents will join me in about 12 minutes from now. We say good evening to those of you watching this show tonight through one of the video streaming platforms. You can go to Facebook or Twitch slash BBQ Central Show to watch. You can also watch via the YouTubes slash rd rempy and now we will update you with the youtube poll question of the week which by the way is did you listen to this week's best moments show this past friday's show and currently 55 percent of you are saying yes you did which means 45% are saying, no, you didn't. Uh-oh. Get that freak stuff out of here. Why? Like, for the people that don't listen to the Best moment show, especially this past Friday, which was the first show ever done ever, not first live show, first show ever ever, do you not subscribe to the podcast feed? Are you only a live listener to the show? So Tuesdays is the only time you consume it and you do it through 120 minutes and then boom, it's over. That's the only thing I can think of. If you subscribe to the podcast feed, there's no reason that you shouldn't have listened to the best moment show from this past Friday. So you could have heard the best, uh, not the best show, but the first show ever, ever. I'm uh, of the mind that you're just a live listener. That's fine. If you're just a live listener, a live watcher, a live consumer of the show, Tuesdays from 9 to 11, you are the hardiest of hardy centralites, no doubt about it. There could be a hundred other things you might be up to on a Tuesday night, but no, you are right here staunchly. 
Maybe you're a big YouTube person and you just fall into it. I don't know. But do yourself a favor. At least go back to the website. You don't have to use a podcast platform if you don't want to. But listen to the first Best Moment show this past Friday. As far as what's coming up on the Best Moment show in 10 minutes or less this coming Friday, well, part two. Because John didn't want to, let's say, F with the integrity of the first show ever, ever and pulled just the best 10 minutes out of it. He wanted to keep it as intact as possible, so he split that show up into two shows going back-to-back to give you the full first show ever, ever experience in as much contact and context as possible. So once again, if you would like to go and subscribe to the podcast feed this coming Tuesday, you will get the second half of the first show I ever did. And if you didn't subscribe or you didn't listen to the first show and you have now made plans to listen to the show on Friday this coming, listen to the show from last Friday first so at least you have the first part in your pocket and it will make a lot more sense to you. Uh, Will it be any better in sound quality, content, or inflection in my voice? No. But at least it will make sense to you. And again, this show's coming from 2006, September of 2006. So compare that to what you're hearing here in 2023. Maybe you like it better. I had a lot of people that said it was inspiring listen last Friday, and they can't wait for the second part this coming Friday. Okay, I'm happy to hear that. Don't forget, if you want to hear a guest or segment again on this show that might be lost in the archives, email John, John from Michigan, J-O-N at thebbqcentralshow.com. That's J-O-N at thebbqcentralshow.com. And let him know what you would like to hear. Now, I'm not usually look-at-me guy when it comes to cookers. But in this instance, look at me! I'm almost 100% sure. And as a matter of fact, I believe I'm 100% sure that I can say this. No one in the U.S. of A. has the grill that I have posted up in my garage right now. I believe it is actually what people call in the watch world one of one. At least for now. The reason I know that the exclusivity of it is because I know who makes it. And I know that there is nobody currently retailing that. Anywhere in the United States. Now, maybe that changes. Definitely not at this moment. So make sure you're following me on social as I start to use it. I give you some feedback on it, but let's say this. While we have seen at least one set the temperature on the grill, thermostatically controlled style of grill, which is the charboil edge on the market today. This one in my garage, truly a thermostatically controlled grill. You don't have to plug it in. There's uh, there's some technology in there. There's a, a valve of some sort that makes it a true thermostatically controlled grill. It can run both as an oven, so you're going to set the temperature, thermostatic, right? Or you can switch it to grill and operate it with the levers, the the burner, <laughs> the knobs, burner knobs, as you would a traditional gas grill. And then once you decide you want to put it back into the oven mode, 
do a quick change on the center dial, and it kicks it right into oven mode. So I thank my good friend James for that one. Remember, rule number one of the show applies, at least on this one. No names, please. We will just refer to him as James. So James, thank you, and looking forward to using it here this coming weekend. Or week, depending on how things shake out here and what the weather's like. I don't know, but follow me on social if you would care to see this thing get put in. If you do follow me on social, I made a very, was it one or two fairly redacted posts in my story. So if you didn't see it within the last 48 hours, it's certainly gone at this point. But I did try to share and tease a little bit. But again... I think it's one of one right now, and it might only be one of one. Somebody might not pick it up and decide to bring it here in the States. It is something that can happen. I'm not sure exactly how that business is transacted, but you might be interested in seeing a one of one as we roll it out. Mark in Iowa writing in, Greg, at the beginning of the month during the Sam the Cooking Guy segment when you mashed in Chris Young from Combustion Inc., did you drop the C word while Sam was on? Mark! How dare you! Did I drop the C word, cook? Or do you mean the C word, you know? Uh Mark goes on to say, I replayed it five times, and I'm pretty sure you did. Wow, you don't hear that one getting tossed around very often. I think I want to congratulate you, but I also think I want to be offended. Love the show and love when Sam is on, especially podcast listener only. Regards, Mark. Mark, I am not going to confirm or deny if I use the C word. While I traditionally make it a habit when the shows drop into the podcast feed to go back and listen back to the show to hear how I sound. Make sure that my words are right, not if I'm dropping certain words. I don't recall saying the C word. Thousands of people listen to that particular segment, of course. And I have the statistics to prove it because people were stopping me at the APB Expo telling me how much they like that specific segment. Nobody said, oh, by the way, I heard you call Sam the C word. So unless you can produce audio catching me in a lie, or being a hypocrite, which is where I love to be, I will remain steadfast in my decline that I used such a word, especially to my pal Sam, nor would I recklessly throw that around with other guests in the room, like Chris Young, one of the smartest men in the industry, co-author of Modernist Cuisine, creator of Combustioning, Why would I throw such nastiness around with elites like that in the room? But never! How dare you! How dare you! Thank you, Greta. Hey, the embedded correspondents are ready to rock. Since 1991, the National Barbecue and Grilling Association has been the voice of the barbecue and grilling industry by helping members network and learn from proven professionals. The leader of this gang, Cal Phelps, and I say gang with affection, looks to take the history of the organization and bring it to its best heights ever here in 2023. If you are somebody that is in the business of barbecue, maybe you have a restaurant, 
you're starting a rub line or a rub and sauce line or a rub sauce and injection line or a rub sauce injection and soak line. You get the idea. Maybe you're like Rusty. You got a food trailer. You want some support. You got questions on that kind of stuff. You want to join the NBBQA. Plenty of professionals to lean on. Lots of information to glean from these folks who are successful in the industry. If you're not sure how to get a startup off the ground or how to get your trailer legal, there's got to be somebody in your state that's a member. They would be happy to talk to you. How do you find out more about it? Visit the website, nbbqa.org. That's nbbqa.org, not .com, .org. Check out all the membership options that they have. See what's available for you and then sign up. Now, after you sign up, you'll have the ability to go to some of these regional conferences that they're going to be having, or you can go to the annual conference that they have every year in that February-March time zone, where you can really get face-to-face with a lot of the biggest names in the industry, and they're fully accessible. You can ask them all the questions you want. Now, if you can't go live, they're also videotaping, so you can get all this stuff in video after the fact. So even though you can't make it live, you're not missing out on all the great information. NBBQA.org. That's nbbqa.org. <laughs> Org. Korg. Isn't that a keyboard? nbbqa.org. And tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. Why not? We are back with the Embedded Correspondence right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in three sizes with a host of accessories. Doesn't matter if you're a beginner or professional, definitely cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. Barbecue Buzz, the company, wrote in to me through the instant chat and was like, weather permitting, shoulder shrug, laughing face, laughing face. I'm kidding. I cook in any and all of it. There's something that is prohibiting me from rolling that grill out, and we'll leave it at that. But once I do, because in Cleveland, it could be snowing today and 80 tomorrow and then snowing the next day. Doesn't matter. I'm used to it. I will get out there and cook in oven mode, in grill mode, in grill oven mode, in oven grill mode. Doesn't matter. I'll make sure that we take care of it. Nevertheless, joining me now. Uh-oh. Damn it. Hmm. All right. Now we got it going. Jeez. We welcome in the embedded correspondence. I forgot to change the four-way when I had Sam, the cooking guy, and Chris Young on that show where I was accused of dropping the C-word. An impromptu 100% assurity question here. We'll start with Doug. Doug, I know you listened to that segment, 100% yes or 100% no. I dropped the C-word during the Sam, the cooking guy, Chris Young mashup. Uh, 100% no, but I'm going to (laughs) re-listen. No, don't do that. Uh, John, 100% yes or 100% no? I dropped the C word on the Sam slash Chris Young mashup. 100% no. Rusty? Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. (laughs) You did. You're crazy. I don't know about that, but 
that's how we play the game here with 100% assurity. All right, so let's go and tackle Clubhouse here just for one second. There's only one person in here. Anyway, long way to go to play 100% assurity questions, and here we go. Let's start with John Solber. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. Sitting off to me directly to my right is the longest-running embedded correspondent from Texas, Doug Scheiding. And below me, the second longest running embedded correspondent from the state up north, John John Solberg from Michigan. And Caddy Corner below me from the great city of Utah, Rusty Monson of Salt City Barbecue and the Associated Food Trailer. All right, here we go, Doug. 100% yes or 100% no. You have full brand awareness of Broil King. No. All right. Uh, Rusty. Uh, decently. I have a decent knowledge. Yeah? Okay. John, 100% yes or 100% no? You have full bland, uh, full brand awareness of Royal King. I'm going to go with yes. I, okay. I have a good a brand awareness. Good. Next question. Rusty. The rub market is oversaturated. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Oh, by the way, uh, I didn't answer on the Broil King. Uh, I would have said no, but until two weeks ago, now I have full visibility, yes. Doug, we'll go up to you. 100% yes or 100% no. The rub market is oversaturated. I'll say yes as I release three rubs next month. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, John Solberg, 100% yes or 100% no. The rub market is oversaturated. 100%. One hundred percent. Yes. Don't forget my hashtag. Pimp the rub. Pimp the rub. Don't forget to pimp the rub, everybody. Right. Uh, for me, is the rub market oversaturated? I believe we make this one hundred percent majority of the assurity. This one isn't in the notes, but one hundred percent yes or one hundred percent no, because it's the YouTube poll question of the week. Doug, did you listen to this past Friday's Best Moments show? Yes, I did. Oh, Rusty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard it. Wait, was that a yes? Yes, that was a yes. That oh. was my impersonation with you. Thank you. I'm not slow. On, I'm not too quick on the pickup. Uh, John, I don't have to ask you. And of course, I did. We both did. John made the show. For those of you that were wondering. Next question, we go to John. John, would you rather Koji a steak? for dry aged flavor versus waiting the actual time to have that steak sit in a real dry aged machine. 100% yes. Oh, I would rather I would rather Koji. Uh-huh. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no, you would rather Koji a steak for dry aged flavor than wait the actual time for a real dry aged steak. Sounds good to me, man. That sounds awesome. All right. I'm down for it. Yes. Mr. Positivity has returned to the Barbecue Central show. Uh, Doug, yes or no? I have a, a Mazaki on the way. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. A Mazaki. And I believe we have Amazaki. reached the second assurity. Uh, uh, what do they call it? <laughs> the second assurity majority. I say yes. To, wow. It's a tough second hour all of a sudden. And we had such a great first hour, and the second hour is going down like the Hindenburg. But that's all right. That's why we do it live, right? That's right. We'll that's do, it we live. do it live. 
All right, next question. We'll go back to Doug. Odd question here, but... You have eaten duck heart and testicle paste. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Stuff out of here. Huh. John, yes or no? <laughs> uh, wait, is this thing together? Can I say duck heart? No yes. testicle paste? Uh, together. Mean, a yeah, paste duck heart, of yes. duck heart and testicle paste. Oh, no. No. I have not. No. Rusty, yes or no? 100% you have eaten duck heart and testicle paste. 100% yes on the duck heart and definitely want to try testicle paste. Sounds awesome. No, 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 no. It's duck heart and testicle Together? paste. You just yes. said John can separate. Oh, well, then you know what? Then no. But no. All right. It sounds awesome. It sounds great. Now, if I go back to John for a second, John, you have had duck heart, comma, testicle. Yes. yes. Two separate items. Two separate items. Yes. <laughs> Rusty, but not, not together. As- you have had... Duck heart, comma, testicle. Yes. Yes. Wow. Look at you guys. Well, we've gone from two majority, assurity, assurity majorities to just me. I have eaten the aforementioned duck heart and testicle paste from the Koji guy. I mean, I, I, every part of me wanted to push that spoon away, but also I didn't want to be. That's why like I when I watch these TV shows. And somebody's getting murdered on the street of a populated area, and nobody calls the cops because they think somebody else is doing it, and that person just dies in the street because 20 people just watched, thinking somebody else was doing it. Well, that's the same thing that happened to me when I was in Larder. He held that spoon of heart testicle paste. And I was like, oh, I didn't want to do that, but I had to do it, I guess. I got bullied into eating it. Why not? Hey, it tasted great. When you guys come down for the first ever Embedded Correspondence Summit in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame City, we're going to go to Larder and we're all going to have a spoonful of hard testicle paste. And now we'll go to Rusty. Jeremy Umansky has made a successful bid for the 2023 Barbecue Central Show's Guest Hall of Fame. Yeah, man, I think so. I think he did a great job. I know it's only his second time in, but of course, qualifications to become a potential guest Hall of Fame member is you only have to be on the show once, of course. Uh, Doug, 100% yes or 100% no. Jeremy Umansky has made a successful bid for the 2023 Barbecue Central Show's Guest Hall of Fame. Yes, I have him as part of my best moments list for this year. All right. And we go to the most... The foremost expert of the show, John Solberg. Yes or no, Jeremy Umansky has made a successful bid for the 2023 Barbecue Central Show's Guest Hall of Fame. I'm riding with my brothers over there, yes. Sweet. Uh, Certainly it would come to nobody's shock that I would also agree. Which, by (laughs) the way, is the third assurity majority that we have had on here. I don't recall us agreeing so much on a run of 100% surety questions. In fact, I like it better when three of us begin to start that majority and then one of us comes out and undercuts everybody else. But that's all right. Or maybe I said that right. Maybe I said that wrong. All right. Uh, one last question. We'll go to John. John, 
The Bob Trudnack Mo Kason restaurant in Huntsville, Texas will stay open longer than a year. I, I'm I'm gonna say yes. It'll stay open longer. Could be wishful thinking, but that's where I'm going. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no. Bob Trudnack and Mo Kason's restaurant in Huntsville, Texas, will stay open longer than a year. 100% yes. By the way, there is another one or two business partners in there that I guess at least to us aren't as notable, but there there are other business partners in that thing as well. Uh, I will answer it now since this was Doug's question. He could answer last. Do I think that this restaurant will be open longer than a year? Undoubtedly. I would say 10 years at a minimum. This is something that I believe Bob and Mo and other business partners are fully into. And I know Mo had talked about a restaurant in some form or fashion, maybe a licensing agreement out there in Des Moines, which has not come to fruition, at least to my knowledge and research. But this one is obviously happening. So I believe it will definitely be open longer than a year. We go to the author of the question, Doug Scheiding. Doug, 100% yes or 100% no. Bob Trudnack and Mo Kason's restaurant in Huntsville, Texas will stay open longer than a year. You got your wish. No. (laughs) (laughs) What a dick. Why not? (laughs) uh, I'm just not sure the partnership of all the uh, mouths to feed, et cetera, Mm. is going to Too many cooks in the kitchen, as you would say? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, Rusty, you're somebody that is in the food service business these days. Uh, you aspire to be a brick-and-mortar owner. Can you have too many cooks in the kitchen, as it were? If things are going good, you absolutely can. If things are going bad, you absolutely cannot. Hmm. Uh, John, do you think <laughs> it's a form of uh, – could there be too many cooks in the kitchen? We we agree, uh, three of us at least, uh, yeah, three of us agree that – it's going to be open longer than a year, but I mean, do you see it as a long-term venture or could uh, egos get in the way of some sort? I got, I don't even want to, I don't even want to say what I'm thinking. It's like, yes, you, you do. Don't want to hear it. It's like, I, I, all right. If, if Bob can swim with that boat anchor tied around him, he'll be okay. <laughs> so we got Bob who can run the thing and you got the name recognition of the boat. Whoa, wow. So I we... told you, you didn't want to hear what I had to say. Oh, I did. I told you it's like, so can Bob stay afloat with that anchor around his neck? That's his friend, and I'm sorry. I'm th- that, I'm going to mute my mic now. Look, I think uh, I, I'm. I I don't know. Uh, first of all, I'm seeing this from a, a, the high level, just as you guys are. Number one, number two. I know Bob as a business guy from Barbecue Guru only. I don't know him as having any type of expertise running a barbecue restaurant. Number two, number three, the partners who I guess we don't seem to know by name could have a storied, successful past in the restaurant business, and they're the smart restaurant people of this bunch. Speculation on my point, and maybe that's the expertise that they're bringing. And Mo and Bob are bringing cooking technique, menu recipes. Mo has some huge ass cooker that's down there. I don't know if that's something that's going to be stationed there long term or if it's just on temporary assignment and they're getting other stuff built by Mill Scale or Moberg or whoever the big Texas offset boys are 
anymore these days that are going to get installed there. But I, I'm interested, to say the least, on what the inner workings is like, which is why I'm going to effort a actual conversation with the parties involved to see how this whole thing is going to work out. Because I'm not nearly as skeptical as Doug is, but that's a lot of people to be bringing into a business venture like this, especially in a volatile business venture like this. So, uh, of course, when it's going great, as Rusty said, everything's great, but I have a feeling if it goes bad, this is one of those things that could crater like in rocket ship type speed. And uh, then I would, I don't know who the other people are. I would hate to see this become a point of contention between Bob and Mo, because uh, I, I think they're like the coolest duo out in barbecue right now. And uh, maybe they would be able to, to separate business. We're talking about things that aren't even happening right now. So I will, effort, I will do my part. I will effort the interview with Bob and Mo, and we'll be able to talk about all that stuff and uh, go from there. All right, you guys stand by here, and we'll get to the second portion of this segment here in just one moment as I do a quick piece of business with Green Mountain Grills. Now, this is bittersweet for me because at 1032 on what will be the last show in March, I am here to affectionately say this is the last read that you will hear from Green Mountain Grill. Say it ain't so. Now, I'm not saying anything other than this is the last read from a sponsorship standpoint that you will hear on this show. There has been uh, no love that we've fallen out of with Green Mountain Grills. I love Jason Baker with all my heart. As much as a man can other love another man in a, in a manly way, I do. And he has been, I think, the second longest-running sponsor of the show uh, outside of what was the Barbecue Guru before that whole thing was uh, taken over by Flame Boss. So we say goodbye to the second-longest-running sponsor of the show uh, for years, well over a decade. But the grills are still out there. I would say if you are in the market for something that's better than entry level, you want something that's going to be reliable, cooks really well, gives you a lot of space. There's a couple different things to choose from, a prime line or a choice line. If you want a lot of the bells and whistles that are currently on a lot of the other pellet cookers, then you're going to look at that prime line. If you don't care about any of that, you don't mind saving some money as well, then the choice line is the one you want to use. It has been quite simply my honor to have had the privilege of bringing you the promotion of Green Mountain Grills over these last 10 plus years. It's been my honor of knowing Jason Baker, who I will continue to know through the rest of my life, as a very ethical business person. And uh, at this point, they have to stop with the show, which is fine. Maybe things change down the road. Who knows? I doubt it. But this is where we are right now as we close out March. So I would just like to say, A, consider Green Mountain Grills still while they're currently available. Buy them up. They're great grills. I have two of them on my back porch. And they are old. And they are working really well. And I'm a big fan. I'm also a big fan of the whole family and the business they've been able to put together. And I just want to thank them for everything. So... Thank you, Green Mountain Grills. GreenMountainGrills.com. Find a dealer near you, and we'll be back with more embedded correspondence right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show.
Let's get back to a guy who has more experience giving you his opinion than he actually has cooking. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. And we welcome you back to the Barbecue Central show where we're joined by the embedded correspondents. Doug Shiding is right next to me, John Solberg right below me, and Rusty Monson caddy corner below me or directly to the right of John Solberg. Texas, Michigan, and the great city of Utah, respectively. And the YouTube poll question of the week currently weighing in at 54% of you saying that you did listen to the Best Moments show this past Friday. So again, if you're just new to the show or you're just signing up for the podcast feed and you're anxiously awaiting part two or the Best Moments this coming week, it is the second part of the first show ever, ever. So go back and listen to last Friday's show so at least you have the right context and it makes sense to you. And then send in your emails on how weird it sounds or make the noises that Rusty made. Uh, but, you know, what can you say? In 2006, it was a little bit of a different time than it was. But, John, you're an expert of the show. What, do you, what are your feelings when you listen to that? You know how highly guarded I was of those first dozen that are not on the internet. They're still on my hard drive. You have a shared file of those at this point but when you listen back to that i'm just anxious to hear what's running through your mind i was not at all offended by the audio quality not no one single solitary bit and you know i am probably equally an audio snob as yourself um if <laughs> but the content of the show alone it didn't matter it, it, the content was that precious to me as a listener the first time i listened to it <laughs> audio was gone it evaporated i was like i didn't want that show to end that show is it's just a piece of magic to me so the audio quality disappeared based on the content let's dig in as i did with derek riches in the second segment of the first hour i want to dig in a little bit on a company that i've become recently fascinated with and that's broil king uh, John, let's go back and start with you. You are, as you said, for the assurity questions, fully aware or fully brand aware of Broil King. But I had told Derek, I think that here's a company that's doing a lot of things that a lot of people would probably appreciate, but I don't think hardly anybody even considers them or, or really knows them unless you're geeks like us in the industry. Do you have any suggestions on becoming... Or having them become a more well-known or more conversed name in the industry? Well, they could start by getting on the show and sponsoring a little bit. That would be the big first step. And then Let's from go! that point, I mean, <laughs> but, but you, don't, you don't see them out there. I mean, they have a story, you know, the Onward Company or whoever that, that mothership company is. You know, you don't see them anywhere. You don't hear this American-Canadian-made thing anywhere. I mean, you don't, you just, they're just not out there. They're not in social media. They're not, what are they, are they doing something? If they are, if they are, I've certainly missed it. I've not seen their presence anywhere in our electronic world. Have you ever cooked on any of their cookers? Older ones. I, I've actually restored some of the older ones mm -hmm. in, in my time, but, uh, you know, they, in my head and they kind of had a, a, a high, their quality went down, went up. It was a bit of a roller coaster. Seems like now they're trying to come back strong to the to where they were, you know, a couple decades ago. Uh, Rusty, as somebody who is anxious to make a mark in your particular part of the business world, suggestions for a grill manufacturer. We're obviously talking about Royal King specifically here, but 
how would you tell them to best get their story out? What do they need to do to become a name that's more conversed when people are looking to buy grills? Well, it's just like, you know, Traeger did. They shoved it in everyone's face. They created a, a, um, a tribe, you know, of people who wanted to, I like the, I like when people get ambassadors and things like that to use their stuff that, that I think that's really, um, something that works really well because we look up to a lot of cooks and if they're using broil king then they'll be want to use broil king it's just like rubs rubs are oversaturated but if you're a fan of doug shiting you're gonna buy his stuff and that's just that's how you sell it these days you know and so i think it's it's putting people like you know like that in front of that that product and getting it the word out that way and then of course just you know becoming something that people want to be a part of you know it's like you're not even selling products necessarily <laughs> you're selling the idea of being a part of something and that's that's what they should be doing you know because i think they do gas grills and stuff like that right so you know got to bring that and make that cool again i guess it's pretty cool from like some people that you know on I, i've no i don't talk to but you know just bring that back make it cool again somehow and create a tribe you know get some people on board doug you're part of the traeger hood as it were you've seen a master marketing team, as Rusty said, getting people's faces, uh, influencers of all kinds, any kinds really, and dominate for a day or two or three a release of a product. You've seen it with the Flat Rock. We saw it with the revamped Ironwood. We saw it with the uh, Traeger Timberline XL. A lot of great marketing stuff coming from Traeger that I'm sure everybody's jealous about. So. What would your suggestion be to a, a broil king to get more in the conversation when people are looking to buy? You, you hit the nail on, right on the head. It, this, as a recovering engineer, and I say this with peace and love, it's it, they act like a company that's operated by engineers, and their marketing is driven by engineers. You know that that is Traeger makes great products, but what's better than their products is the marketing team, in my opinion. They have great marketing, in my opinion. So, um, you know, if you Google Broil King, because I'm like, yeah, Broil King, I've heard of them and stuff. I thought they weren't even in big, big box stores. You know, Derek said they were in Lowe's. You know, I guess they're in Home Depot. I go to Home Depot all the time. I've never noticed one of their grills. Now, I see the Traeger grills. They're right up front, but I, I've never no noticed a Broil King uh, grill. So, you know, they're made in indiana when you google them you know what pops up for a distributor of broil king leslie pools well hell if i don't have a pool i'm gonna think oh, okay they're they're kind of a small player i don't need, i'm never gonna go into it and so i would never be exposed to it that was my first impression when i googled them so um yeah marketing is is the big thing they're i guess they're about one tenth the size of traeger right now at 55 million from what i could tell and I guess their grills are made in Indiana. So I did a little bit of research, but uh, I learned more about, you know, 10 times more about Broil King in five minutes of research than I knew before that five minutes. Well, I was brand name aware, as I had mentioned before, but I wasn't fully versed in the amount of products that they had. Derek said they have you know 30 brands of gas grills or 30 different SKUs in just the gas grill. Plus they have pellet cookers, plus they have charcoal cookers. And I think they either have or might have been coming out with their own flat top cooker too. So they're fully covering every part of the live fire market that everybody's into at this point. And they have two, 
manufacturing plants here in the States. They have one in Canada. They're full, fully North American manufacturers. They have gone out of their way to minimize the Chinese content as much as they are able to. Um, the owner told me that there are some parts that you just have to get from China because they're just there. But otherwise, they're doing whatever they can to minimize the Chinese content. I mean, you talk to people all the time about, oh, I want American made this or uh, F the Chinese or lessen the Chinese. They're living it. They're doing it. The quality seems to be as good or better than what you would normally think of as far as buying a grill, this, that. I agree the marketing is just obviously missing the point. And you might have to go into social media. Uh, John talked about, you know, having sponsorship of this show. Um, certainly we're a, a, a live fire. I mean, it's a target audience, right? I mean, you get in front, somebody that's listening to the show has gone and searched barbecue podcast because they're into the industry. Maybe they don't know about Broil King and now you hear me talk about them, but I have become a, a real closet believer and, and, and want to be a helper of this company that I think should be more well, I don't know if they should be bigger than they are. I mean, everybody should be bigger than they are if they want to be successful, I guess. But I think they should be in the conversation of every type of fuel cooker that they have for every Tom, Dick, and Harry backyard person that's going to be buying a new grill. So I would love to help in, in any way, but I am uh, glad that we're all able to chip in our two cents here. Now, let's talk about something important. Oh, my God. Last month. We did a follow-up piece with media maven, real expert, John Solberg from Michigan. John, do we have any recaps on the Instagram money take? And where are we sitting hey. at the end of March? Well, trying to coin a phrase here, we're, we're polishing the brass on the deck of the Titanic as we speak. <laughs> so, it's like, uh -oh. you know. Somebody give me some ice. Cue the violins. She's going down, baby. We are going down by the stern. Um, Instagram certainly has changed the way that it uh, processes reels, and they've taken their focus away from it. So for those of us who have been involved in real plays, you know, as we some of us speak in the off channels, um, yeah, it is, you know, my engagement has gone from a steady 80000 a month. I think right this minute I'm like at 14000 wow. You know, so in the last 60 days we've lost that kind of lift. And uh, I'm really pushing to make this last sixth uh, bonus payout amount. Hmm. You always get the money, but you have to reach at least $100 to receive, to get payout. So, uh, you know, I'm slowly migrating away from Instagram Reels and taking advice from Gary V uh, and firing up my Facebook Reels because Gary says there's a vacuum there. And while I'm not looking for monetization, I figure while I'm on this momentum, I'm going to listen to Gary and start making that switch over there and bow out of Instagram real slowly and all of you will be relieved with uh, me going away at some point of my non-interesting content. When you go over to Facebook Reels, since it's owned by uh, since Instagram was owned by Facebook, does that all transition over to the Facebook Reel side? Will you be making money there too or is that going to be a whole different process? Whole new game. Um, even if you even if you were choose to be meta-verified, which I was considering becoming meta-verified, you have to pick you, know, you can be vet meta verified on both platforms, but you pay for each platform. Mm. So they're they are they are mm. treated separately. How much is that? So it is, it's a it's a meta verified when it becomes available, which is rolling out in the U.S. is fourteen ninety nine a month, 
And basically what you're getting for that is customer service. Huh. You know, that's that's what you're getting for it. A uh, lot of hubbub about that in the, to, not to bore anyone, but people say, why are we paying for customer service? And my answer to that is because you're using a platform for free, you dumbass. You know, you want customer <laughs> service like like you bought something from Meta. You didn't buy nothing. So pay. Hmm. that's well, that's a topic for another day. So you are going to be looking to transition success from Instagram over to Facebook. Now, of course, we'll be watching there and we'll be looking for an update in April, of course, and see... Hopefully, you've been approached to take some of Facebook's or Meta's money, even though you've been taking some of Meta's money, but uh, on this particular platform, whatever. All right, uh, Doug, what do you have coming up? Uh, coming up, I am going on Monday to Fargo, North Dakota, uh, to Shields University. I guess Shields is a uh, hardware, outdoor, sports type uh, chain. They have 28 locations. Huge. They're bringing a... Yeah, well, it's, it's much bigger than I yeah, thought. It's like Just Menards like Jr. from what I was understanding. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they're mostly in the north. They do have one location here in, in Texas. Um, I did, oddly enough, look at the weather. And this morning it said 3.2 inches of snow on Tuesday. Oh. Then this afternoon it said 4.2. And then Three. Hmm. No, oh, we missed like eighty percent of that. <laughs> yeah, they, it went from three point two to seven point three inches of snow. Today. Oh, so it's gonna it's <clears throat> for a Texas boy that's gonna be a little cold and a little nasty. Yeah, but uh, what? And what, there's gonna be twenty of us, in, including Brad Leiniger, um, will be there. Um, and we we will have five of their employees, and we're gonna have a brisket contest. Oh, the the team different teams. Are you heading up a team? Oh my god! Yeah, yes, I I will be leading one of the teams. Oh, all right. So it's you and Leiniger, and who else is in this competition? I uh, Chad Ward is going to be there. No, Dan Arnold and uh, <laughs> CJ. CJ will be there. Um, Clarence, Clarence Joseph. Joseph. Yeah, Clarence Joseph. So, um, and I'm how, not how sure I heard for this. In, this is Traeger uh, thing. Traeger. Oh, okay. no, it, Tra Traeger only has like four or five people of the 20. So, yeah, they've got, you know, I think they're probably a decent sized dealer if they're doing this. Wow. All right. Well, that's uh, going to be interesting. Uh, Rusty, yeah, that will be fun. You are ready to make an exclusive announcement. Here on this a show. Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. Greg Rapper reporting for the breaking news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio. Say the breaks the most breaking news across the nation. Hey! The Globe. <laughs> Joined by Rusty Monson in Utah. Rusty, take it away. So, um, as a food truck artist, I listen to podcasts all the time. And um, I got to be honest, it is an extremely uh, lacking department as far as podcasts go. And I listened to one particularly that just got to my nerves. And it, it's almost as if, like, you know, in Batman, when they shine the light into the clouds, I looked up and I saw that. And I realized that this podcast niche needs me. Oh. And I'm going to start a food truck podcast. Very similar. In fact, very, very same as the Pitmasters podcast, but food trucks. Really? So, if you, Yes. Look at you. Not your, so, I mean, you're turning into the new version of uh, Sean Walchef 
host of many I different know. podcasts. Look at you. <laughs> so we'll see. It's you know, it's it's a lot, but it's something I, I like to do. It's I love to learn about the subjects that I am passionate about. And this is I found with the Pitmasters podcast a great way to basically Highlander these people, take their heads off and take all their powers. And it's the best way I know how. So it's something that's a little bit selfish, but also I hope that everyone learns along the way. Uh, and mostly probably talk, trying to talk people out of it. That's my goal. Rusty, so are you really going to be soul boating this or are you going to have a co-host? I'm going to do it by myself. Oh. Just me. Mm. So alone. All right. So, yep. I, I'm going to do it by myself and I'm going to rely on my guests for, you know, the ultimate entertainment and uh, you know to keep that thing going you know and all that stuff so i i think i can do it by myself so look hosting a podcast as you know rusty is a lot of work uh, your uh, the pitmasters podcast is you and the doing it um some might argue that you're the heavy lifter and he's the lightweight but uh you know that's uh, up to the listener's opinion i have no opinion on any of that uh, certainly john doesn't or doug but is this a podcast where I'm not going to say it's easy, but you could set it up in a way where you have, let's say, uh, you're going to have, uh, you know, Doug from Texas is a successful food truck. Maybe you're going to have Joe Martinez, who's, you know, my my new quarterly guest here who's just recently opened a barbecue trail. You're going to have 10 sketched out questions, and every guest is going to talk about those 10 questions because you're going to get a, ver- a variety of answers anyway. Can you do it uh, that easy and prep to help you because you have – Pitmasters podcast. Now you're going to have this podcast. Oh, by the way, you have the food trailer. Oh, by the way, you like to compete. Uh, quickly, time is evaporating. Yeah, and so I think that with that, the 10 questions is obviously something that you should do, and it's how I started the Pitmasters podcast. But then you find that when you're passionate about something, the questions just kind of come. And so you want to learn from them, so you want to ask the questions as if you're someone who's learning that yourself. And so mm-hmm. that, yeah. But it's going to be definitely the same so you people can learn uh, you know, from all angles. And all different kinds of cuisines and things like that. Uh, when is it going to launch? I'm hoping to, I'm, I would like to get a couple in the bag before I start it up. Yeah. Hopefully about eight or nine, but I know I, I realized how many food truckers I know. So it's not going to be hard to book those and get those out and bust it out. And I already know the format. Just need to get a couple things like the logo intro and stuff like that. So, well, I didn't think we would it. have a close out 100% assurity question, but we sure do. John. yes or 100% no. Rusty's new podcast will make it less than one year. I'm bite your tongue. That's that's yes. He's going to make it more than a year, right? And I'm going to help him and listen, do whatever I can to support him. You need an editor or something, Rusty. I'm going in because you're doing it alone, and I'll even listen to this podcast because it's you by yourself. (laughs) Uh, Doug, 100% yes or 100% no. Rusty's new podcast will make it less than a year. I think I'm I think asking a it's double diagnosis. Last longer than a year. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's it's. So I guess no. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, 100% yes or 100% no. Rusty's podcast is going to make it less than a year. I say 100% no. Now let's go to the only person that matters, Rusty. yes or 100% no, this podcast is going to be less than a year. It is going to be decades. 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 All right. Decades. Decades. I mean, could you see it going two years? 
I'm going to be the Greg Rempe of the Food Truck Podcast. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's not get too aggressive there, pal. I got 17 years in this. That's like uh, sacrilege. But I appreciate the motivation and confidence all right uh let's do a little promo time here before we call it an evening rusty will stay with you anything you have coming up or that you would like to promote yeah this thursday listen to us talk to ken perkins who recently won the world series the world championship sea state cook off john promotion Hey, I'm going out with a self-promo. Head over to JS00 on Instagram and help push me out to my final payout in 10 days. That's JS00. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, uh, Doug, promo aside from the Shields event. Yeah, I'm going to be on an upcoming episode of Baseball and Barbecue where we interview Meathead. Ah, Baseball and Barbecue with your host, Doug Scheiding, and his co-host, Jeff <laughs> Hollywood Aberman, and the old coot, Jeff Cohen. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. I uh, appreciate you joining me as always, and we will see you in April. I, I have never heard of a co-host have more co Doug just needs to be on the podcast like weekly when are you not on the podcast Doug I mean it's like twice a month at least they should just put you on the show you're a barbecue guy you're a baseball guy uh, Len and Jeff just have fold him into the show for crying out loud this I'm making a demand or I will ban your show include Doug fully or I will ban the show and that's all I have to say about that all right, let's go ahead and make tracks out of here as I take this out and move this around all the way back in the first hour. Who did we have? Dustin Green from Weber. Remember that? Feels like two days ago. But no, it was just at the 914 hour. Dustin Green, Weber's grill master. We talked about the new flat top. We talked about the resurgence, potential resurgence of kettle grill. We talked about the griddle insert for gas grills. I pressed him on some business stuff, and he was like, what happened to it? Then we talked with Derek Riches. We missed him last month, so we caught up. We played a brand-new game called Weak or Strong. I thought that went over like gangbusters. If you're just tuning in, hit the podcast tomorrow so you can hear it. And then we went in depth on Royal King, uh, how they've evolved over the many decades and what they need to do to potentially be in the conversation a little bit more and raise that brand awareness because Derek and I are lovers of that company uh, by and large lovers second hour betting correspondence 100% surety questions and then we wrapped it up with some John Solberg Instagram now uh, meta talk we talked with Doug Shiding who will be appearing at Shields University in Fargo North Dakota and Rusty talked about his plans to release a brand new podcast talking about food trucks because there is a dearth of content regarding food truck podcasts. Big show planned for you next week. Uh, also, during the course of this week, I'll roll out a couple extra bonus content episodes from the 2023 HPB Expo. We'll have full products and we'll have Pro-Q left to go, I believe. Maybe one or two more, but be on the lookout for those aside from the regular show recaps or show podcast here that will be generated from tonight's show. So how do I always leave you? September 11, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Reppy. Bye-bye.
Hi, this is Stover, the barbecue hunk. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Have a hunky day. 